0: you're listening to the Bon Appetit Foodcast, I'm Adam Rappaport. On today's show, Andrew Tarlow and his wife, Kate Hulling. He opened Diner Restaurant on New Year's Eve 1998 in Williamsburg, has since gone on to open Marlowe & Sons, Marlowe & Daughters, Romans, Achilles Heald, Ray Nard at the White Hotel, publishes Diner Journal, and on September 27th, he and Kate will release their first cookbook, Dinner at the Long Table. But before we get to that, guys, we have a, a special offer. I got, I got to share something with you. We have teamed up with our friends at Sir La Table to launch online cooking classes straight from your favorite pages of the magazine. You'll learn how to make seven BA tested and approved recipes in every session with step-by-step instruction. And you know what the best part is? Each class is on demand, which means you can stream it right into your kitchen whenever you want. Visit bonapetit.com slash cooking classes now to check out our Fast, Easy, Fresh, and the VA's Best series, and check back in in a couple weeks for our Healthiest, Flavor Foundations, and the Party Classes. But now, Andrew Tarlow and Kate Holling. All right, so the book is Dinner at the Long Table. Correct. What's the elevator pitch for this book?
1: It's about bringing people together. Around a long table. It's about bringing the chefs to the home and bringing the communi- the, she- the chefs being your chefs. Bringing the chefs in the restaurant and the community around us all together around a table. And how do you take what happens in the restaurants and translate that into home cooking. And Then equally, parties that we've been doing at home for our kids.
0: What do you mean for your kids? Like kids' parties or?
1: No. So we have had a tradition that we have a adult party. For each of our children. They all have a birthday meal. It all started with this epic meal for Elijah, who's our first boy. who how is how old now? Fifteen. And the story goes that I was at a wine tasting that day, and Kate was nine months, well, eight months and 29 days exactly pregnant. She was due the next day. Right, so you're, 29 so,
0: days. So Kate is eight and a half months pregnant, and you're getting drunk during the day. Drinking I'm, trying, I'm
1: spitting. So anyway, we... Um, Kate wanted to make a lamb dinner. We were inspired by this lamb dinner in Lulu's book.
2: Like Domaine Tempier. She makes this like sacrificial spring lamb meal with lamb on a string mm. basted by, with cayenne Over and lemon and rosemary with a live fire. And then all those drippings fall on potatoes and artichokes mm. and there's snap peas and there's mm. mint. And behind the diner at that time we had a wood-burning fireplace. And um so we stayed there all day cooking. Andrew then ca- did show up. And then, yeah, we brought everything down to our house, and we invited a bunch of people over. Everybody came over. We ate this whole meal. Everybody was there till midnight. 12.30, I go to sleep. Like, finally put my totally swollen, pregnant legs up. <laughs> and then I went into labor at 5 a.m. Oh, my God. So then... Elijah was born that day. And then we were at a birthing center, and we could only stay there 12 hours. So I'm 22, and Andrew's 30, and we have like a, you know, eight-hour-old baby. And we got in our car, and Andrew's like, people are going to be coming over all day. Shouldn't we get some food? (laughs) And I was like, you're right. (laughs) We stopped by Sissi Salah, and we got croissants. The
0: almond croissants there are
2: totally best, if you yeah. come and see my baby you're gonna get a croissant yeah. so then we yep we grabbed those i remember
0: champagne wait. okay all right I because I, be I, I i have had a baby uh, and i have a wife and um, you didn't
2: go shopping with th- your
0: so you were like people would just come over and see this eight eight totally, eight hour old baby
2: totally and we went home and we <clears throat> made a big thing of bacon and eggs and the croissants
0: i hope Ever- you didn't make the bacon and eggs i didn't yeah thank god i didn't no
2: But people started coming, and I think what was interesting about our experience is that because there were very few kids in Brooklyn at that time, and they (laughs) didn't know that when you go see a baby, you come, you say hi, you bring flowers, then you go. All of our friends came and stayed.
0: Dude, it's like it's like New Year's Day. It's It's New Year's Day.
2: So we have ten people, then we have twenty people, and by evening we had seventy-five people. No,
0: you did not.
2: Our entire community. (laughs) had come stayed and were drunk on rosé and were smoking cigars and then Caroline the chef of our then of the diner
0: cuz also if I may interject like at this point New York in New York City for the listener there like New York City it's a city where a lot of people who live here are single and this and that and they probably get married and have kids a little bit later than the rest of the country so you were probably the couple for a lot of these people the first people they knew who ever had a baby before yes it must be like this. Almost is not. That's the first
1: baby like, they ever seen. you had a baby! Yeah totally. yeah,
0: totally.
2: Yeah, totally. So they just they came and stayed, and it was a party.
1: I think Caroline made pasta. And Elijah
2: wasn't even one day old yet. <laughs> so yeah, so that basically, essentially, in many ways, that time really informed the cookbook because mm-hmm. in the end, we ended up doing that for all of our kids. So each of our kids. So Elijah's birth meal is the lamb dinner every year. On April 3rd, we get our main community of people, which is usually about 24, 25 Mm grown-ups, who now sometimes happen to have kids. But for many years, excuse me, they didn't. Um, And so we started doing this meal. And usually we start each meal by saying, "Like I know you guys are all here and it's Elijah's birthday, but really this meal is for you because you're the ones who are supporting us and helping raise our kid and being a role model or an auntie or an uncle to our kids. So we kind of like have that same thing every year and then each of them has their own meal so you'll see in dinner at the long table is all the recipes for that meal that i made in april 3rd 2001
0: i think this is incredibly sweet and incredibly appetizing but do the kids also get their own kids parties no 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 No. wait 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 no kids parties wait wait all right okay so
2: yeah people look at us and they say you have four kids how do you do that Th- very, very um, strategically. All, have, you I, think about Mar- all okay, the things. Okay, Marlins.
0: Marlins' birthday is in December. He's already been talking about his what the next birthday oh, party will talk be about for it. the next for the last yeah, three they can, months.
1: They're talking about Halloween, and, yeah, you yeah. Know, in June, I get that.
0: That doesn't mean, you but know. they.
1: So how how
0: do you how how do you get that over that you let the hey you're not having you can't invite your classmates over or something.
2: We really craft their view of the world. Right, kids are Apparently, so their Jesus. brains are so flexible and yeah. open. They think it's their party. Well, A, they think it's their party. They're psyched. It's all they've ever really known.
1: Oh, and when
2: they say, yeah. I want to have my friends over, I'm like, do you really want to? Uh, your friends are going to all fight and yeah. then gonna everybody's going to want to play.
1: Who are you going to invite? And Which then, he, one's,
0: and then like, he's like, going to start playing with your Nerf gun and you didn't want him to play with that yeah. Nerf and gun. Then, and then That's big. Yeah, Totally. Then Isn't then it better to just invite
2: adults? They bring yeah. you toys and then they don't even want to play with but them. But
0: now, like, are the other adults now starting to bring their yeah, own kids? So there are kids So there is a
2: little bit of a combo. Well, I think the real difference is that Beatrice, Roman, and Paloma, the younger three, all their friends are showing up because our friends have kids those ages. Elijah is still out of luck. He's He's just on
0: his own. For these sort of parties slash dinners, um, because this is always a question as a parent, it's like, do the kids sit at the table with the adults, or do they eat earlier and then watch a movie? Do they have their own table? Or is this one of those sort of parties where— It's not like a formal let's sit down to dinner or is the food kind of going the whole time and you can eat when you want or what's the flow? So
1: it's one table.
2: I think the main thing to say about our party, so I can say that Andrew and I set it up and we cook, but all of our friends show up and they get jobs. Mm. Everybody's involved. It's like there's Andrew's in the backyard where we have all kinds of like wood-fired oven and grill contraptions. Andrew's got his team back there. We set up appetizers and oysters outside. Does the
0: city know about these contraptions and stuff? No. No.
2: No. So Andrew's got his crew. Then, like, you know, people will arrive. They'll head to the back. (laughs) Everybody's slurping oysters and throwing shells, you know, on the ground because that's kind of the aesthetic of the backyard.
0: the 1700s in downtown (laughs) Manhattan. (laughs) Yeah. Just like – They become the gravel. We are um, in the midst of starting to ship our – November Thanksgiving issue Hmm. of Bon Appetit. And I think for the average person, like doing Thanksgiving is a big lift and you have to learn how to delegate and, you know, Mm -hmm. pace stuff out and get into a rhythm. You guys seemingly throw like Thanksgiving like twenty times a year or something.
1: But we definitely do it four times a year at minimum. Yes. For all the birthdays.
0: And then there's real Thanksgiving. And then Christmas. And and then there's Christmas. And then there's there's
1: Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And then What about your birthdays? That goes in and out. We we have done it.
2: But you know what we've been we doing? Did this year. We've been going out to Long Island for the past couple of years, and we've been inviting all of our friends, and we've been doing bosom. Mm-hmm.
1: That's become
2: your birthday meal the last three years. Yeah, we
1: did. No, two, two. last two. Wow. Uh, well, and that's
2: so fun because yeah. we've got friends who are like bringing kimchi and making know all the sauce. I mean, that's a great meal yeah. to get it's people together.
0: One. The last I was, I was at um, sambar for a friend's birthday a few years ago. Um, friend Alex Wagner and. We were at the table and having such a good time, and the bosom there are so delicious, and you got the little lettuce cups, you got the oysters, yeah. you got all that stuff. And at some point, I literally had to get up and I said, "I need to walk outside." I literally started stop to get, eating I, this. I started to get the meat sweats. I was yeah, sweating, yeah. and I was like, "I'm I literally might not make it." Yeah. And I just had to go outside into the cool air and just stand there yeah. for like five or ten I minutes because like it's you can't stop, stop. eating it. No. It's just too stop. good. Every and it's single so bite. rich and fatty and crispy and juicy. So the Is last
1: it? time we made it, just <laughs> like just the last time, we bought such a big pork butt. And no, and um, we
2: always plan on doing pork tacos the next day. We mm, thought right? we'd have enough, so we get yeah. masa. We're ready yeah. that we're gonna make all this pork, and and obviously it's and flavor neutral. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got our salsas, and we ate all. We the ate pork. all of
0: it. How many people?
2: Not enough. <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not as many as there Not should enough have been. If you'd want
0: okay, to. let me ask you this, because like, all right, um, everyone loves a great dinner party, or for those people who do entertain, there's, there mm-hmm. is that magical moment where you know the candles are almost burned down, the wax is there, yep. and there's empty bottles of wine, and there's that glow, and everyone's just kind of lounging about, yep. and um, fireplaces, fireplaces are nice in that moment. crackling. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's those dinner parties now and then where you're like, why didn't that quite? Work. You ever have those like, where something just didn't click, or do you guys not have that problem? Do you ever have like the wrong mix of guests or something? Well,
2: the thing is, is we always have a core group of guests who know how to do a Tarlo dinner, mm. so they're gonna help us create. You know what I mean? They kind of like,
0: create the momentum and the push they, it the hill. Like, the yeah,
2: they're like we know what we're doing here. We know that this, you know pre-dinner where everyone is arriving the room doesn't feel quite full enough yeah. and they're those people that we don't really know and they're socially awkward they they you know like our world we're such a community such a group and we've worked together in this way for so long that's like they've got our back they're helping you know smooth so, yeah, out so those, you have those
0: those core guests and they have these satellite guests and every now always. and then these satellite guests are are brought into the core and I they'll imagine. bring yeah. they'll be
2: trying they'll be you know, they'll be uncomfortable. Yeah. Or they'll be like, we don't really know them that well. Here we are. Are we supposed to go in the backyard and eat oysters or should I be helping Kate or, you know, those I'm people. I'm not one of those
0: persons. I'll just go in the backyard. <laughs> you're going to be there. We know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you come. There. You're going to make it happen. I'll... Do you, how often, are right, let me ask you another question. How often do you invite some couple and after, you know, there's 20 people there and afterwards like, yeah, we don't. I don't think we really need to invite them back. They weren't quite right. <laughs> they, they just didn't quite uh, didn't quite work.
1: Yeah, we had some in Thanksgiving,
2: maybe. Oh my god, they <laughs> wouldn't leave.
0: Had that with like I, I when you I sometimes have like a, a recurring <laughs> dinner or something. You bring someone in who like who you know and you like, and yet they're like they just didn't quite click with that crowd, or they didn't get in the rhythm of like, and it's not that you don't like them, it's not that you don't want to see no. them again, but you're like, the, something's mm. wrong with the fit sometimes. Yeah. And, like, and that's, I think that's the hardest thing about a dinner party. It's not necessarily the food or the beverages or the lighting, it's the chemistry and sort of calibrating it, you know?
2: Totally. And and yeah, and I think that's, yeah, and I think in those instances, sometimes less is more, right? For us, our number is 24, and that's really comfortable because we know that maybe 18 out of those 24, we can just count on them to make the magic. They're going to get up and dance when I put on my hip-hop music that doesn't really fit. You know, like they know, you know, they know how to do it. Um, But I think for normal people who, let's say, are bringing people together, yeah, having less people can be better.
0: All right, so how much has your home entertaining vibes and lessons Influenced what you do like at the restaurant that diner you now have that Airstream in the backyard where you essentially mm-hmm. do people can rent out to host dinner parties yeah. like yours kind of mm-hmm. right
1: the restaurants have influenced the dinner parties at home more than the other way around how so I mean, certainly I think there's a conviviality that is mimicked in both spaces. If you come to my house with 20 people, it's going to feel like as if I was working at the door at diner and like welcome you in. I definitely Mm -hmm. think of the restaurants as home as much as I think of my home as home. The only thing
2: I will say is that when I met Andrew, right, he was living in a 6,000 square foot loft on the south side of Williamsburg and there were
0: four dudes.
2: He had really good (laughs) Furniture, bathtub. I mean, like, imagine the dream loft in 1998 in Southside of Williamsburg. He had it with all these handsome 30-year-old artists.
1: (laughs) No deep fryers, though. No (laughs) No deep fryers.
2: But it was, like, so romantic, and they entertained all the time. Uh It was—so I think as much as he's saying the restaurant influenced us, I'm going to disagree. I think that you create—you guys, you know, like, we lived in a loft at that time, and they always called it the house. Mm-hmm. You come to the house. They're always inviting people to come to the house, setting up really long dinners, cooking up on the roof, looking at the Williamsburg Bridge and all of Lower Manhattan. Um, so I think you, you guys all kind of create you and Mark because mm-hmm. it was before me created that energy of that long table and inviting people. Some that you knew, some that you didn't know. Well, I mean, I
0: think it's an interesting point you bring up, and somewhat like I, I mean, to a lesser degree, what we do here at Bon Appetit, or when I. Worked at GQ for years. Like th- that, that line between job slash profession and
1: it's life and social yeah. is pretty
0: blurry. Yeah. And that you see it a lot in New York City, where people like they, they they have these <clears throat> professional pursuits that are actually sort of mm-hmm. recreational, and yeah, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. And um, so, so do you in terms of the the, the evolution of the restaurants? um uh you would. We, you and I were talking about Romans the other day. We were at a wedding this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, and I was commenting how a lot of people on staff at Bon Appetit, c- certain editors, had been going to Romans a lot, and they were just saying in the last year or two, like Carla Music, our food director, and who
1: I saw in the park walking to school today, okay,
0: and Matt Ducker uh, at, at at Epicurious, and our friend Allison Roman, like just really loving uh, Romans. And you said something interesting to me about eating at Romans and and the frequency?
1: Oh yeah, so eating at Romans, I think if you live in that neighborhood and you eat there more than once a week or you eat there more than a certain amount of times in a month, I think you will start to see the ebb and flow of that menu and sort of Dave's intensity and pursuit of what he's trying to create on a daily basis there. And I think it does take um, that kind of like repeat guest to really feel it and understand it. And I think Matt moving... To Fort Greene has made a you know has made his experience different than when he lived in Greenpoint, and he come twice a year, mm-hmm. you know as a just a one off. Yeah, you know? and then
2: and then I think once you start you know even once or twice, then it's so addicting. It's yeah, like Dave I find it, using it Romans. A you'll certain eat
1: vocabulary right, and he's using a certain set of ingredients that you can feel that he's like playing with and toying with, not in a um, molecular way, but like in a very real way that feels really concrete. And you can see that tortellini move from a Brodo to a dish with butter and sage and how do those things change and what happens when you add saffron to it, you know, and, and now it becomes this. And I think you really get
0: So you're saying he's riffing as he goes as opposed to having like h- 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 finely tuned dishes that he's, I mean, he's
1: finely you know. tuning those dishes, but they are morphing throughout the mm-hmm. week and throughout the month. And there's also right, the like
2: you'll go on Friday, you'll have that tortellini on Brodo, and then the next day you want it again. But then it's not there. It's no. now this other thing, which is even better. And I think that's part of like what you're explaining is that feeling like you're you go and it's amazing, and then you want to have that experience again, but you can never have that experience again. But the next thing you're gonna have, he's gonna be kind of that's leading you thing. on a journey. Yeah, it's like you're going down this path and um, a very delicious path.
0: Before we let you go, guys, lightning round though. We're doing a lightning round. What does that mean? Well, we ask you a bunch of
1: either or questions. Okay. Okay. As a team, or like I get well, guess, summer, summer, goes. summer for me, summer you for know,
0: you know, dinner for six, i.e. the family, or dinner for twenty five.
2: Twenty five. Twenty five. We love it. We're addicted.
0: Because you got the kids and all your friends. Totally. All
2: right, and all they've got their own friends, and when their own friends are there, they don't fight.
0: Good point. I've learned that lesson.
1: Unless they're fighting over their friends. Shh.
0: Um, Andrew, painting or
1: cooking. Wow, that's a tough one, huh?
0: Got to pick one. God damn it! That's
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I guess I got to go painting.
0: Apparently, you got you got quite the hand. I, I got. Have, a I hand. haven't seen the paintings. I don't know when you come over. All right, I'm coming over. They're everywhere. Okay, from this is from the year you opened diner, um, Brooklyn, 1998 or Brooklyn, 2016?
1: 2016.
2: 2016.
1: Right. 1998. Ooh.
2: Can't live in the past. You know what? I'm Manhattan 2016. I'm all about Manhattan right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Come on. High five. Woo! Give it up.
2: Manhattan's where it's at. Uh, uh,
0: espresso or coffee?
1: Espresso.
0: How do you take it? Just black. I don't
2: know. I'm just asking. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Just espresso, black. Straight shot. Straight shot. Straight shot. No sugar, no nothing. No sugar, no nothing. Kate?
2: Water. Water. Kate coffee. doesn't drink
1: coffee. T- tea? No. Wow.
2: Fascinating.
0: Um I'm not caffeinated. Mignonette or cocktail
2: sauce? Mignonette. Mignonette. Mm. Love shallots.
0: What do you do? Shallots, red wine, vinegar, black black pepper. Black pepper. Yeah. Do you ever get creative with like like rice wine and cilantro or any of those sort of more sort of inventive mignonettes? Lee does at Achilles. We don't.
2: We have a chef who hates mignonette. So every time you go, he's gonna try to take you another direction.
0: And that would be Lee DeRossier. Yeah. Yeah. At
2: Achilles' heel, he feels like the mignonette just totally overpowers the oyster, and then we need something that's. Yeah,
0: but it well, it doesn't overpower as much as cocktail sauce. Which that's right. I mean, you got to go
1: plain also to kind of taste the silverness yeah. of it all.
2: Right. You have one plain. You, have yeah, one. you always have one with no lemon, no nothing. And then you move on to yeah, add. That's interesting. All right. I want to taste the oyster. Yeah, yeah.
0: Respect that. French fries, mayo or ketchup? Mayo. Stones or beetles? Stones. Okay, wow, like every. every yeah. hey, like she has this, look, <laughs> this pained look on her face for every answer you have. She has. <laughs> she doesn't have an answer for that. <laughs>
2: I listen to more, like, I listen to what my 15-year-old's listening to. Okay. Doesn't that sound crazy? It's funny.
0: I was emailing uh, my brother and my friend who grew up next door, too. We email about dumb rock and roll stuff all the time. And I was listening to Rubber Soul yesterday on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the Beatles is you realize, like, half their songs are, I don't want to say complete nonsense, but songs like Michelle and stuff. Oh, yeah. They're just these weird... dopey corny pop corny pop but they're not even pop so like michelle my it's just like it's not even like what is that they're just rhyming words and yellow submarine and it's just like yeah and then then they'll have yeah some brilliant song but it's like as an album they're tough sometimes yeah i'm I'm down on the beatles right now andrew rock climbing or biking Mm, i'd have to go biking greens and eggs or the diner burger
2: we eat so much of both. <laughs> both of
0: those things all the time. <laughs>
2: we eat so much salad and eggs, and we eat so, I mean.
0: I thought if you owned the diner, you were like, oh, yeah, I've, I've had, I don't do burgers anymore. I've had way too many of them. I eat Kate diner burger bed,
2: rare with cheese, no bun, sub salad. I ate that a couple oh, times so a week. Oh, without the fries.
0: Interesting. Do you do any? No fries and no bun. Yeah. And yeah. so all, that, you can yeah. feel like that you feel good. You feel so good after that. But that's not a burger. That. That's yeah. like, a burger. That's just like that's ground beef no. with salad. Yeah. That's different. Oh, yeah. Thank Shit. you. Do you do any sort of um with that? Do you do any fixins? Any mayo or mustard or ketchup? Mayo and ketchup. Mayo and ketchup, okay.
2: Yeah. I it's
1: love good. you to see my kids eat a burger like that with out the bun but they still use their hands no. they're eating a <laughs> burger and then I'm like no you need a fork and knife like burger is Finger Finger food. food. (laughs) That's what I get back from my four-year-old. I'm like, "Mm,"
2: like that. It's not so
0: much finger food. All right. Final question. Olive oil or butter? Olive oil.
2: Olive oil. Easy. Something you agreed on. That's good. We definitely agree on that one. (laughs) That's
0: easy. Uh, Guys, thanks so much for coming by. Uh, Dinner at the long table. So much fun. Thank you so
2: much.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by Christina Che and Carrie Polis with editing by Mitra Kaboli and additional help from Lily Sherman, Emma Wartzman, and Ashley Mason. Our theme music is by Valerie and the Greedies. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to tell us about this or any episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Plus right now we're offering an exclusive deal for you, our podcast listeners. You can get 50% off a one year subscription to Bon Appetit magazine that's just $6 for 12 issues. You'll also get our current issue plus an exclusive apron. Go to bonappetit.com slash foodcast to subscribe.